Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, April 1st, and no fooling, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. The Bruins are back in action tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins, beginning the first of two games against the other, well, I guess they're not really black and gold, but yellow and black team in the East Division tonight. 7 p.m. Eastern, and then Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, they will be taking on the Penguins before uh, home-and-home to begin next week against the Philadelphia Flyers, who hilariously lost to the Buffalo Sabres last night by a score of 6-1, ending the Sabres' lengthy losing streak. Now, before I get to that, let me remind you, the podcast available wherever you get your podcasts, so please do subscribe. Each new episode automatically added to your feed whenever it drops. You can listen uh, and enjoy at your leisure. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. We did set a new monthly download record in March. Uh, Very much appreciate all who listened even once. It, It really means a lot. If you're on Twitter, follow the show at LO Boston Bruins. We're at Locked On Bruins on Instagram, and you can find me and my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, since it's a new month, let me just remind you I'm a lifelong Bruins fan. Been writing about hockey for about 16 years now. Spent five years working full time as a news editor for The Score, covering the NHL and just the world of hockey in general. Uh, right now in uh, content marketing, but uh, hosting this podcast has been a joy to do since about uh, October of 2019, I guess it is. We're up almost pushing 350 episodes Monday to Friday, talking Bruins here on Locked on Bruins. Although I should say, probably won't be an episode tomorrow since it is a... Uh, stat holiday up here in Canada for Good Friday. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am located in Guelph, Ontario, which is about an hour west of Toronto and uh, home of Rich Beverly, Stanley Cup champion 2011. Uh, He brought the cup up here, which was uh, really great, but uh, a story for another day. So let's us get into it, shall we? The Bruins and Penguins set to resume acquaintances here on Thursday night. The Bruins will be going with a lineup similar to what they had uh, the other night in a victory over the New Jersey Devils. The top line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, nothing changing there. A recently and very effective line of Nick Ritchie, David Krejci, and Craig Smith. Back again in the second line, Bjork, Coyle, Sinitian, who also looked pretty good uh, the other night. Back in action together, and then Bleed, Frederick, and Kuhlman. Sean Corrali did practice with the team on Wednesday, 
and it'll probably take him a little bit to get back up to speed after a 10-day stint on the COVID list. Completely isolated, wasn't able to skate until a couple days ago. Take him a couple practices to get his conditioning back up to midseason form, but he could be back in action as early as uh, Saturday, I would guess. Jake DeBrusque remains on the COVID protocol list, and I believe he skated here uh, prior to the morning skate alone. So he's a possibility for the weekend, perhaps. If he's cleared and uh, gets a couple skates under his belt, he's more likely at this point. I did want to give credit where credit is due. Anders Bjork has been up and down a bit this season, but he has been playing very well lately on the left side with Charlie Coyle and Zach Sinitian. He's been more assertive with the speed and skill on full display, and he's had a number of point-blank chances. Hasn't really been able to convert, but has been playing, yeah, really well lately, especially on the penalty kill. He's been presented that opportunity with Brad Marchand having recently been out of the lineup, Sean Corelli out, Chris Wagner scratched. He said it's something that he's taking pride in. He's been focusing on a lot, working with coaches on it, and it gets him more ice time, gets him more in the games, a couple extra minutes, and he's created some chances on the penalty kill as well. Uh, so it's been good to see him getting an uptick, not only in ice time, but also creating some chances. I've said a lot this season that I see him possibly going the way of Ryan Donato and Danton Heinen over the last couple of seasons. Maybe the guy that is the odd man out when it comes to trades, flipping him for uh, help defensively or uh, further up the lineup in terms of scoring. Uh, but for the time being, he is playing really well, helping the Bruins and possibly boosting his trade value at the same time. Now, there will not be any changes either on uh, the blue line in terms of defensive pairings. Grizzly McAvoy separated once again. Uh, Jeremy Lozon skating with McAvoy. Grizzly skating with Brandon Carlo. And then Jacobs Borrell and Connor Clifton on the third pair. There was a bit of shakiness for Lozon in the previous game against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, ideally, you'd have Grizzlick and McAvoy together as their numbers have been otherworldly. Their underlying stats, they have been possession monsters. Bruce Cassidy said when the team is completely healthy, he'll use Grizzlick and McAvoy in offensive blue line situations at the end of a period or when they're down later in a game. But as for permanent partners, when Carlo's in, when Kevin Miller is in, with Lozon at the start of the year, when he was in, they liked the way it was set up, each pairing, with uh, Lozon, McAvoy, uh, Grizzly Carlo, and then Lozon and Kevin Miller. So Clifton coming in for Miller, he said it doesn't mean they won't mix it around, but he thought it gave them a chance to be solid on the back every shift, and now uh, they don't have to chase matchups every night. Injuries kind of blew that up, but now that they're almost back to where we started, with Kevin Miller getting closer then uh, it's going back to what he had originally envisioned. So that's kind of the uh, state of things as we get ready for another game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Dan Vladar will get the start in net, and uh, we can expect Halak probably Saturday as Tuka Rask remains out of the lineup, and that's uh, certainly a source of concern right now for these Boston Bruins. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL are in full swing, and today is baseball's opening day. They even have you covered for awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar Madness is coming to an end, and the championship matchup is set. Cookie Dough Chunk versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. We got two chunks going up against each other. Right now, you can vote for your favorite Built Bar. You can also order a new box using promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. We've been going through how Built Bar is amazing tasting. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and now you can vote for the best tasting protein bar at builtbar.com slash pages slash brackets. Also, hit that order now button, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of the best tasting protein bars. And finally, Locked On Today is the best place to get all your sports news in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Now on Tuesday, I did not update the uh, East Division Power Rankings, and we're going to do that here on the podcast today as our Bruins get set to take on a Pittsburgh Penguins team that they trail by seven points in the standings, albeit with four games in hand. Keep in mind, with the Bruins going on a COVID pause recently, they remain tied with the Montreal Canadiens for the fewest games played so far this season after Montreal had a COVID pause of their own. When it comes to the East Division, despite the fact that they finally won a game, the Buffalo Sabres remain mired in the basement. They're 1-8-1 and in their last 10 games. 7, 23, and 5 overall for only 19 points and a minus 46 goal differential. Uh, Their point percentage of 271 puts them firmly in last place and their goal differential also last in the NHL. So really no debate here as to the worst team in the East Division. When it comes to 7th place, Again, New Jersey Devils remain there despite their success over the Bruins this season. They're 5-3-2 over their last 10 games, but they're stuck at a 4.56 point percentage, 31 points in 34 games, and a minus 23 goal differential. So really no debate there either. But I suppose you could make an argument for the uh, Flyers to be down there after they... Again, lost to the Buffalo Sabres last night and have been quite terrible over the uh, month of March, losing some games quite lopsided fashion. Their goal differential now sits at minus 22, which is just a touch above New Jersey's minus 23. They do have a two-point advantage over the New Jersey... Nope, over the New York Rangers. And... 
They also have a better point percentage, but you know, I'm really giving the edge here to the New York Rangers when it comes to fifth and sixth place. Flyers down in sixth. The Rangers, they're 16, 15, and four. 514 point percentage, uh, but a plus 18 goal differential, uh, partly because of recent lopsided wins over those Flyers. Uh, but they're 6-3-1 over their last 10, really gaining some steam here. And they, more than Philadelphia, could be the team that challenges Boston or Pittsburgh, I suppose, for the uh, fourth and final playoff spot. But those four teams, there's really uh, quite a bit of space between them and our Boston Bruins when it comes to point percentage. Uh, right now, the Flyers are three points back of the Bruins. The Bruins have three games in hand. Uh, so if you go by point percentage, the Bruins do have quite a healthy lead in this playoff race. Still, I'm going to put them in fourth at the moment. 18-9-5, 41 points, a plus 11 goal differential, which, like I said, is worse than the Rangers, who are at plus 18. And it's well back of the three teams uh, ahead of them in the standings. 5-3-2 over their last 10. They are 4-1-1 one, one over their last six, as I mentioned the other day. Um, showing signs of life in terms of secondary scoring. If they can get all their lines rolling and producing, or specifically the top three lines, that would be a, a definite bonus. And, you know, if, if Jeremy Lozon and Jacobs Borrell could find the encouraging form that they found... Uh, we're displaying earlier in the season that would be great as well with Tukarask out of the lineup still not optimal but hopefully he's back sooner than later top three teams right now are definitely Washington the Islanders and the Penguins probably yeah I'll put them in that order at the moment the Penguins and Islanders tied at identical 667 point percentages they each have 48 points through 36 games and they are slightly separated when it comes to goal differential the penguins actually have the best goal differential in the division at plus 23 and the islanders are at plus 22 they both trail the washington capitals who have put a record of 23 8 and 4 for 50 points a 714 point percentage their goal differential only plus 17 uh, but still, uh, you know, fairly healthy for a team with probably very, uh, I don't know if that, I'd say very real cup aspirations, but a team that, you know, could very well come out of the East. All three of those teams are looking uh, pretty good these days and makes you wonder if the Bruins will be one and done no matter what, based on the way they've been playing recently. But I think... There are some signs that the Bruins are turning things around and have another gear to hit here. Uh, they have been beset by injuries. They have had that COVID pause. Uh, and I think these next couple games against the Penguins will have um, or will give us a good glimpse of, of what this team is really made of. Uh, it's a good test for them coming up. So that's how I'd rank the teams in the East Division at the moment. You have the Capitals in first. Islanders, Penguins, followed by our Boston Bruins, uh, the Rangers, Flyers, uh, battling it out for 5th and 6th, and then the Devils and Sabres well back uh, with no chance of playoff contention. I'd say the Rangers and Flyers probably not as either, but it depends 
on whether or not the Bruins make good on these games in hand. If they were to, to drop three in a row here, then, you know, the, uh, the Flyers or the Rangers could uh, make up the difference in terms of point percentage and uh, things could get a bit hairy for our Bruins in terms of playoff uh, qualification. But at the moment, I don't really see that as a huge concern. Our Boston Bruins do remain uh, possession kings of the division. They have a 53.6 Corsi 4 percentage at 5-on-5, five five, which is third in the NHL overall. Their shooting percentage remains pretty low at 6.38, which is 30th in the NHL. Only the Sabres have a worse success rate at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, so the Bruins could benefit from some puck luck here. Their PDO is at 981, which is uh, fourth lowest in the NHL. So once they start getting a bit more puck luck at 5-on-5 five five specifically, then uh, we could see a real bump here in their uh, overall production and success. When it comes to expected goals for percentage, the Bruins rank 15th in the NHL, 50.46. So again, it's not just about shot attempts, shots on goal, but those high-quality chances. I think Bruce Cassidy called David Pasternak out the other night for not really getting to the net. Um, I've seen Zach Sinitian kind of take that uh, initiative upon himself. He's got the speed to get there, and I think we could see him kind of breaking down some defenses uh, as early as tonight and getting some quality chances on net. So that's kind of where the Bruins sit in terms of underlying numbers. Shot attempt differential, they're first in the East, third in the NHL. That has traditionally been a good marker of uh, success. But again, they needed to really get those high-quality opportunities uh, in order to prove that uh, you know they are a force to be reckoned with, if, if they are indeed that. RockAuto.com is a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to RockAuto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as average car mechanics like you and I just trying to do things on our own. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on in your how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL and the TSN trade bait board has been updated. I should note that Jake DeBrusque has fallen off on this board he was i believe in the top 10 at one point right now he's 29th so it doesn't appear as though you know he's going to be a candidate to be moved the number one player at the moment is david savard a right shot defenseman from the columbus blue jackets a shutdown kind of guy making 4.25 million he's a ufa at season's end so he'd be a rental and um he over Matthias Ekholm right now is the top-rated 
defenseman. That's because the Nashville Predators are suddenly back in the playoff race. They are tied with the Chicago Blackhawks for fourth in the Central uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets three points back. So they're, you know, still kind of in it, although they've been beset by some pretty significant injuries, including uh, Philip Forsberg, who will no longer be uh, considered a trade candidate with, with that injury for sure. Kyle Palmieri comes in at number two. We saw what he did against the Bruins earlier this week. He's always been on the radar when it comes to Boston acquisitions. Uh, a local guy, right-hand shot, could look really nice on the second line with David Krejci and probably Jake DeBrusque when it comes down to it, or, or maybe Nick Ritchie will stick there. Uh, Taylor Hall at number three, another top six candidate who could be had for cheaper based on his performance this year and the, and the Sabres kind of being terrible. Nick Foligno rounding out the top four, and then Jonathan Bernier uh, in the top five as well. Michael Granlund is an option for the Bruins. Uh, Alex Goligoski's name has been bandied about. Uh, Brandon Montour. Uh, scored two shorthanded goals in like 40 seconds last night for the Sabres. His name is on there. Um, Vince Dunn was a healthy scratch recently. I'd still like to see the Bruins make a play for him. He He's a, a very talented left-hand shot who is an RFA, so there's some control there. Um, Bobby Ryan is at 20th. I can see the Bruins uh, taking a look at him for some depth scoring. I'd, I'd like to see them do that as well. So these are some of the names that are popping out on the trade bait list for me. Check it out at tsn.ca. Uh, Again, the biggest story yesterday was the uh, Sabres ending their 18-game uh, winless streak. Also, the Flames and Canucks game was postponed due to COVID-19 protocol with some positive cases on the Canucks, uh, the second time in a couple weeks that a North Division game has been postponed as COVID remains a pretty um, pretty big concern up here north of the border and vaccine rollout uh, very, very slow. I think that's it for today's episode and all the uh, news and notes that relates to our uh, Boston Bruins. Oh, I should add Nathan McKinnon has been fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the CBA for unsportsmanlike conduct on Arizona's Connor Garland. I believe he threw Garland's helmet back at the player after he had lost it during a skirmish. So that's two superstar players recently getting in a bit of trouble in Connor McDavid, elbowing Yasperi Kotkaniemi, and now Nathan McKinnon throwing a helmet uh, each avoided suspension in their respective cases i did finish lady in the dale which is a very good hbo miniseries that aired recently i do highly recommend that if you haven't checked it out already uh, looking forward to new winter soldier and falcon dropping tomorrow as well as mighty ducks game changers just a reminder that probably won't be an episode tomorrow because of the holiday but we'll be back five days a week beginning on Monday to talk about these couple games against the Penguins as well as look ahead to uh, what's next on the schedule for our Boston Bruins with the trade deadline now only 12 days away. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time to listen friends. Thank you for subscribing. Please do if you haven't already and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Peace.